Hey everyone, uh, this is Jordan. And I'm Kindle. And welcome to the first episode of Unfriendly Black Hotties. I can't oh. believe we're doing this. I'm actually really excited. I I um, it's on my bucket list of things for this year, so I can't believe we're finally here. I, I, I think I'm more nervous than anything, but I'm a nervous person, so it doesn't take much for me to be nervous. Like my heart's That's moving right. really fast right now. I'm not sure why, but <laughs> it just is. I think it's because we're like really walking into our true purpose of life, of like expressing our creativity and expressing our thoughts for the world to hear. I, yeah, I think so too. And, you know, I don't have social media, obviously. And so I think this is kind of like my first adventure into it, which is kind of weird. It's actually not obvious that you have social that you don't have social media because these people don't know us. So. Oh, well, I don't have any social media, so it's kind of weird that I'm going backwards. Like you can hear my voice, but no images or anything like that. So it's kind mm-hmm. of you're very her, like H E R. Like nobody knows what she looks like, even though we all know she's Gabby Douglas. What's her name? Gabby Davis. Like we all know it's her, but she's just like I'm anonymous, and I'm like, but. We literally, like, there are pictures of her without the glasses because <laughs> they're just sunglasses. It's fine. I think it's a cute moniker. Um, but I guess we should tell the people who we are. I'm sure there are people who know us from, like, college or whatever the fuck who are listening to this, maybe, hopefully. Um, but Kendall and I met in college um, at good old, you know, I'm not going to tell them where I went to school. Yeah, like, we don't have to do that. It's not we that big of a deal. Them. Fuck that place. Um I said it, <laughs> um, but, uh, and fuck you, and fuck the haters too, but <laughs> I feel like <laughs> we met in college, uh, we were one of two black girls in our English class, and uh, we clicked from there. Honestly, I think we shared the same experience of being known as the girl, like, girl, I didn't want to talk to you because I thought you were going to be a bitch, uh, black experience, because, I mean, look at us, so... Well, you can't really see Kindle or myself, but it's just like, uh, I feel like we could both connect on that kind of well-spoken, dress nice, black girl experience to where sometimes other black people don't want to fuck with you, but also like not hating black people because of that. (laughs) So like still being able to find one another. I don't know. Yeah, I think that we definitely, I, I remember when I first like saw you some kind of weird and be like is she gonna be nice is she gonna be mean and I don't know why I had that feeling because I don't think I've had that feeling towards other like just women that aren't people of color or women of color so mm-hmm. I'm glad that we were able at 18 to kind of like look past that and get to know each other and not judge each other because we were one of two and assume things about each other when we mm-hmm. didn't we didn't know anything about each other other than like you're in my English class um And I think also, I mean, 17 for me, because I started school when I was 17. I turned 18, like my first month of college, which is, I think everyone is always like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, was it the best decision in hindsight? Probably not. But hindsight's 2020. You can always go back to school. I did not realize that until just now. I think I've told it to you like in passing, but honestly, we've had, there's several people I know whose birthdays like weren't until like September and stuff. And they were like 17 in college, which is crazy because you can't like buy a pack of cigarettes, but you're $10,000 in debt. (laughs) It's just like, uh, you know, it's the sad reality of the world. But um, yeah, so now we're both uh, living separately. We never lived together, but um, 
you are in the Southeast. I'm in the Southeast. I'm going to say it. I'm in Nashville. Um, and Kendall is not, I don't know if Kendall's comfortable saying where she is, but, um, so we're doing this podcast remotely, um, trying to really just like catch up for the week, have that dialogue. Kendall described it as a like live journal or diary, which I think is really cool too. Um, because sometimes I feel like it's really interesting that all day leading up to this, I was like, I don't have structure. I don't know what I'm going to do when I say, or what I'm going to say when I get on this podcast. And I was really nervous about it. And I think that's a huge life lesson that sometimes we don't always have the plan or the outline and you just have to take that step. So I'm glad we're doing it again. I, I agree. I was kind of, I feel like I had been pushing it off because I was like, do, do I have something that is of merit to even be like recorded? People need to hear mm-hmm. what I have to say. And I don't know if anyone will ever listen to this. I mean, I'm going to put it out there that people will, but I was like, what do I add? Like, what can I gab about for, you know, X amount of hours or minutes and I was really nervous and I think you know falling asleep I think was like a nervous reaction like I never sleep <laughs> Little no so me falling asleep like that I was like oh my gosh and it not working it like was like me being really anxious about it instead of just like let's just see like if anything it's for us and like maybe our future kids or our parents to listen to and you know or for our future selves to listen to too like you said it was for us so I love that. <coughs> Sorry, yeah, hit my babe. Now we could hear the growth in our conversations or just laugh at it and be like, wow, we were really silly. You know? I think, too, what really inspired me to do this was the book, uh, You Are a Badass, which is like really popular. Um, and let me go ahead and quote the author so I don't get sued on this bitch. Hold on. Um, are a badass. Um, she has a series of books around this same like theme, but it's Jen Sincero. I'm sure everyone has seen it before. It's got like a yellow cover. It's all over Target. But basically there was a part of the book where she said her and her friend impulsively like started a rock band. Um, and just because it was fun, like not because they wanted financial gain from it, not because they were wanted to be musicians their whole lives, but they just wanted to switch it up and do something that was a creative outlet in a different way. So I was like, I mean, I would love for this to take off and us to be millionaires off of it. But in addition, there's the small wins that you get throughout it, too, of just showing up to it, being consistent um, and the bond that we're going to grow over these next couple of months. um, That is already strong, I believe. Um, Yeah, I guess for the people that don't know, we've been friends, obviously, since we were 17, 18, respectively. So we met our first day of college. Mm hmm. Or I guess second day. I think it was a Tuesday class. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday, Thursday. We met our first day of college. We didn't speak, so we met each other, but didn't talk. And then our friendship for the next like year and a half was through passing. Mm-hmm. We kept saying like we should hang out. We should hang out, and we just never did. I don't really know why. There was no like negative energy. We just Mm-mm. we were really busy. Lived on opposite sides of campus. I'm gonna and blame we, depression. Oh, <laughs> but like for myself. We always like, yeah, we should hang out, and then two months and then it we, just we talk like we had, and we had so much in common. That was what was we like, yeah, we should hang out, but we had like different friend groups, which I think that's part of it too. <laughs> friend groups, yes. Um, and then our junior year, we still again, so we only ever had that one class together. We never took another class together, mm-hmm. um, and we connected because of like the sorority, right? Really. 
Yeah. Um, which who would have thought it? And then I ended up leaving, which is the crazy part. And our friendship actually became stronger being like, I guess. Apart. Apart. Which is- Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. So we only see each other really. I mean, we FaceTime obviously, but like in person, like I think twice a year, really. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Kendall has taught me that I don't have to settle for none of you bitch ass niggas because I know what consistency looks like. I think that was an at in certain people, but you know, I'm, you know what? Because fuck it. I don't even care. Mercury's in retrograde. Um, I, I, you went to sleep. You know who I thought I was going to hear from? I thought I was going to hear from someone from my Bumble past. Let's call him Eminem. Okay. I like doing the whole initials thing. Okay. I've started using initials in my journal actually recently because I got it from Grey's Anatomy because her mom did it in her journals. Like, so you never really know who she's talking about, but if you know her, you would know. So, like, you would be KS in my journal. Technically. I forgot his last name, or I would. That's why I said Eminem. I mean, some people. It's... Oh, I got it. MP. It's MP. Got it. Okay. I'm proud of you. Um, well, the retrograde's not over until the 28th. I'm going to go ahead and just sneak it in. I love astrology. I'm all about it. I think it's real. Um, if you lack the emotional depth to understand astrology, stay the fuck up on my mentions. Because, um, you know, you're not going to change my mind. I've been into it since elementary school. So with that being said, um, retrograde does not end until the 28th. So you have plenty of time. It's only the 17th. You're right. <sighs> But, you know, also, I think we speak things into existence. So who knows? Maybe one of your other bumbles will pop up. Gosh, I did not. Kendall, you've been out here getting it. I am kind of conflicted, though, with the whole bumble thing, hinge, whatever I've been on. I don't know. Is it because there's, like, so many white men? Or is it, like, is it? Because I know some people. So (laughs) we're black women. Um, that's why the show is called Unfriendly Black Hotties. We ain't none of y'all cat fishing, black fishing ass bitches out here painting their skins dark. I'm coming on here with a lot of anger, but I did yoga for energy. I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> I did yoga for energy before this, and now it's just flowing through me. Um, but yes, we're black women. So what was I saying? Um, oh gosh. Oh yeah. So the Bumble scene. So again, I'm in Nashville. Uh, Tennessee is a predominantly white state. It is a red state. We are knee deep in the bullshit and, uh, TBH. There are a lot of white men in Nashville. Now plus side, there are a lot of hipster white men in Nashville that I find attractive, but I am also attracted to black men. I've been attracted to black men my whole life, black men first usually, but I've been trying to open myself up to dating other races, but it seems like when you're on those sites, sometimes like you're not what they're looking for. And it almost is like, well, damn, am I not cute? But it's like, I've heard people tell me like, if you lived in a different state, you'd be able probably to date anyone you wanted. So, so I'm in the other T state. There's only two, Texas. (laughs) I feel like the I'm in based out of Dallas, and Dallas overall is just more conservative, or at least the part I'm in, mm-hmm. um, versus like in Austin, which I think is more on part of Nashville. Um, but I don't, I kind of felt like with those dating sites, like they would talk to me, but then it was like, it was just a conversation. Mm. Or it was a comment of like, hey, I want to tell you you're pretty. And I was like, oh, thanks. That was it. 
You know what's interesting too? I find you and my sister. So this is not my sister's personal business, but she's light skin. And I always tell her that she's a non-intimidating black, not because she's not an intimidating person, but just she has like the appearance of like lighter skin. So sometimes people associate that with like good or like approachable. So I'm not going to say that helps you, but it's interesting. Like when you guys do match that, like they're even big enough to say like, not big enough, but like they can muster up the, I guess, courage to say like, Oh, you're so cute. Uh, Find Alex Ohanian's and uh, Prince Harry's for black women all 2019. uh, Cause we out here, we're soft and we're ready to be loved properly but also i'm still into black men so don't think that was just a call to all white men y'all can stay up on my dms too because if you're a trump supporter <laughs> like don't even come this way um i, I could date a trump supporter actually <laughs> don't kindle stop speaking these things over your life because it's going because because somebody gonna roll up as a trump supporter and your dad's gonna lay them the fuck out but what if he's like, you know what? I love Kendall Cheryl. Ooh, put my name on blast. And <laughs> I mean, you don't have social media, so they can't right. find I you. Know. You can't find me. <laughs> you can find me circa 2015 looking like a freaking whale. If you do Google Own it. But- if only they, you know what? They don't know what you, you don't know my story. I almost, I almost right there, I almost Freudian and slipped and started singing that R. Kelly, my story song. And that would have been bad because I'm still, first of all, I don't support R. Kelly's bitch ass, illiterate ass, but I will say I am still unlearning R. Kelly reactions to things because of how much R. Kelly was played around me my entire life. I still like the Ignition remix. I'm sorry. I know that it's problematic, but... And there goes our whole fan base. No, I'm just kidding. No, there were some people. I'm just saying I like it. Oh, no. It's okay to like appreciate his music, but like, I'm not going to listen to the shit. I haven't. I have not. There were people singing his music at work the other day and they didn't realize it. And they were just like, someone told them about like what's been going on recently in the news. Cause I guess they just, you know, anyways. And they were like, oh my God. I'm so sorry. I, I had know. no idea. And I'm like, this is the best reaction I've gotten to R. Kelly as a pedophile. Um, because, you know, some people will be like, well, what, what, I mean, <laughs> y'all ain't gonna lock up that nigga Harvey Weinstein. And it's like, so well, you're just gonna jump up the point. Huh? Well, why do we have to go like, well, tit for tat? Um, pedophilia, you're a pedophile, you're a pedophile. I'm not going to compare you to someone else. Like, no, that doesn't negate that you're still a pedophile. Or a rapist. I mean, I'm just saying, like, why are we comparing? So you're both not nice guys to women. That's still not honorable. (laughs) I don't care what you look like. But that's just me. And that's the black-ass bottom line. R. Kelly, though, to me, clearly has an issue with... underage women like Harvey Weinstein I don't know if you can compare them like Harvey Weinstein used his power I mean they both use their power but R. Kelly seems to have fetishized something with younger women and like we need mm-hmm. to get to the root of that and he does need help uh, because that's kind of scary and kind of the whole sex slave they're just more I don't understand it's not I mean, it's not my business but I don't mm. shout out to Gail King I love, and like, I hate 
Okay, so I'm going to say, like, I hate when people have emotional reactions to things and it becomes about their emotions and not about the reason that they've been, like, called out for something. It's like, okay. Um, But obviously Gail King handled that amazingly, better than anyone would have. But it just sucks to see, like, I've seen that that same scene so many times in my own life of, like, a Black woman or a woman in general, but specifically a Black woman being, like, berated and, like, having to, like, hold their peace or, like, hold their ground because you just don't know what's going to happen next. Um, and sometimes it's out of fear. Sometimes you're like, I know this bitch-ass nigga ain't finna hit me. And then sometimes it's like, okay, let me just let him calm down. Like, I'm just gonna not say what I gotta say. And, like, you end up suppressing what it is that you want to get off your chest because this person, again, like, wants to make it about them. And, like, clearly the interview was about R. Kelly, but it's like, you're not even talking about the fact that, like, that there is proof that you've done these things. Like, there is a video of you pissing on a girl. There are two videos, actually. So the fact that you have the audacity to come on here and cry, like, someone's just, like, pinned you for <laughs> some shit you've never even, like, I don't know. I just think it's hilarious. I think it speaks to the power of like people will really go to like crazy lengths sometimes to keep a lie covered. And I'm really big on the phrase or mantra or whatever you want to call it. Like what's done in the dark comes to the light, whether you want it to or not, whether it's in your lifetime, your children's lifetime, like, so y'all need to watch how y'all move out here. Mm -hmm. Because summer is coming. You're right. Daylight savings is upon us. The light is lasting longer. Honestly, the sun went down today at like 725. And I was so grateful because obviously, I think I'm getting more sun than I expected. Like, so the sun used to go down because it's been cold too around like four o'clock. Now it's not going down to like 657. And I'm like, I thought I was going to get like an hour of sun, but I feel like I'm getting like two hours of sun. But then summer will come and you'll get even more sun. So I'm just like, come on, bring it on. Because mama needs that vitamin D, um, you know, so I can pull myself out this depression. Um, I actually wanted to ask you a question. Okay. It's not a hard question at all. I just wanted to know um, to transition. uh, What are you listening to? I will own that I am always sometimes late to a good musical party. But I have been listening to a lot of country music lately. I'm so happy you have listened to Casey Musgraves' album. I want the record to reflect. I am a Casey Musgraves fan. We will not tolerate any Casey Musgraves slander. That and I've been listening to Maren Morris. No, lost you there. No, I know who Maren Morris is. Actually, um, the person who, mm, how do I not give us away? I might be going to see Maren Morris in concert this year. Oh, see, I'm in Nashville. Her. Yeah. So, so I think she's, I haven't listened to her album yet, but I have it saved to my Apple Music. I've been listening to it like slowly but surely. But you know how I am? I like to listen to like music live without hearing any of the, you know. So, um, but yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Casey, but I just, and then, yeah, that's really been it in the last couple of days. A lot of, like, women empowerment, as cliche as it is, during Women's History Month, I like to listen to women musicians. There's so many talented artists. Mm-hmm. I like to give them my streams. I actually... That's not what I'm saying. What'd you say? But not that men are not great. I just, you know... I was going to say, I actually listen heavily to, like, all women music. So... 
if you listen to if you look at any like my you know what I'm just gonna go to my recent listens in Apple Music because I feel like it's it's probably just like Ariana Grande probably like a Casey and Jojo album randomly and then like two chains um recently played yep rapper go to the league two chains that album is fucking good that album is the southeast equivalent to meek mills championships album you heard it here first okay so i've listened Uh, to a couple of the songs i did like what i listened to i know and you would yeah i've been listening to that um a lot of megan the stallion she is a rapper from houston um we need a megan the stallion beyonce something I'm here for it. Also, I've been listening to City Girls, Mariah Carey, Beyonce. So, like, yeah, like I said, like, all women heavy. And then Big Sean's Dark Sky Paradise album is here. Um, but I'm sure I was only listening to that song with him, Ty Dolla Sign, and Chris Brown. That is my fucking song. I can't let that song go. I ain't like them mother niggas. And I ain't about to play no games with shit. But I feel like that, like, songs that kind of have that groove like that, um, or anything that has Ty Dolla Sign. New Ty Dolla Sign? Anything that has new Ty Dolla Sign or just Ty Dolla Sign on it, I feel like I always end up liking because I'm a bird bitch. Serious. I wish y'all could see Kendall. So we got this. <laughs> we got a FaceTime going just so we can see each other's reactions. And this bitch whipped her hair so hard. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what's her name? Willow Smith would be proud. Okay, shut up. <laughs> You know what? I got my hair straight. Okay, I didn't. I got it done. At first, I was not okay. feeling it. I normally wear my hair. Why don't you curly or wavy? Maybe I have identity issues. I don't know. Um, and so I decided I wanted to do bone straight because I haven't done it in a long time, and I was feeling really insecure about it for the last two days. What is it about it that do you think it just makes your face look big or something? Yeah, like it's just like you have a five finger five finger forehead and you've got chubby little cheeks it's just called a five head friend oh tyra banks a five <laughs> finger on top model like a decade ago well that would be why a decade ago anyway um <laughs> it's also tyra banks i was like that's your source <laughs> okay okay she's a model you know what she's a legend in her own right we love tyra banks let me not do that i was like ah, whatever we were rooting for you we were all rooting for you how dare you um but yeah, it was just different. I didn't know if I liked it. I kind of needed the support of other people to tell me it looked good. So I definitely sent it to people who I know would tell me, like, I love it or I don't like it. And if more people would have told you that they didn't like it, would you have changed your hair? Probably because I was on the fence about it. Because I, it's crazy. I used to only wear my hair flat ironed straight, like, in high school because I didn't think curly hair would look good on me. And then one of my beauticians was like, hey, let's just put some curls in here. And I was like, I don't think curls look good on me. And now I feel like curls, I only really like for doing it. And I never do my hair straight anymore. Like ever. So it's been a nice change. I kind of, I think I kind of like it. I feel kind of Naomi Campbell. You know, oh. you know what I mean? Like, You have always said Naomi Campbell's weave is ahead of her time. It, have you done your low slick pony like that yet? No, should I? Yeah, you definitely should. Kendall has uh, pulled her hair straight back. She has a middle part with some gold hoop earrings on. So um, I told her to wear a low pony. That's very Kim K. Now, I, you know what, I'm not even going to get into Kim K, but I will say I like her style and her hairstyles. I think they're usually cute. They're always very simple. I would agree. I like a good, like, simple, like, effortless look. Yeah, I do a lot of my hair. So I want to, I love that we're just talking about hair. I want to get bangs 
But once again, my uh, horoscope told me to wait till after retrograde's over to change my hair. So I actually am going to like book like a curly hairstylist, somebody who's like really good at what they do and like get bangs. It's very like 80s. It's like kind of in style, though. I've seen like I've seen like cute little like hipster white girls with like a shag haircut recently. (laughs) Like they're cute. Like they look very like. Oh, like let me put on my Jeffrey Dahmer glasses and like a like a fleece. Then I shop at Buffalo Exchange. You know the type. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Not even. Yeah, yeah. I only buy fair trade coconut oil. I got it. Yeah. It is what it is. Um. Okay. Cool. I hold on because I was like I opened the shade room and then I never looked at it. I don't follow the shade room on social media because I love myself. Um, and I suggest if you love yourself, you unfollow it too. What's the Let's problem see. with the shade room? The shade room is a cesspool of, you know what? Let me take a step back because I'm not even going to front. I used to follow the shade room and you couldn't tell me anything that was on the shade room that I hadn't already seen. But I've noticed that like everything like, everything is just so calculated by celebrities that like most things are publicity stunts. Everything has like a 72 hour, like news cycle. Like after three days, people aren't even talking about it really anymore. So it's like when things go big and they're like, have you seen that this person did this? You notice it's always the same fucking people. It's always like the same type of scenario or the same type of things to get a rise out of someone. Or like if it's big right now in the news, it's just, you know, now it's happening to all these people. So I feel like the shade room kind of amplifies some of that shit sometimes, but I'm not going to like front, like the shit's not funny. Like it's hilarious because they know what they're doing sometimes. I feel like, um, but I love, Oh, like, okay. They're captions when they put hashtag way mint, like saying, wait a minute. But I see like Drake, I guess came out at Nicki Minaj's concert that no one's going to. <laughs> <laughs> that's no I'm not even gonna say associated to Nikki it was Nikki Shade but I don't dislike Nicki Minaj (laughs) did you see that her queen radio was uh filmed in London the other day it had like a like a like a British flag background um in Apple Music it was cute but I was like Z you should have led with this (laughs) because now like it's like you can't you can't put something classy on top of some shit to just be like, oh, now I'm in England with the queen. Like, I did not know people didn't want to see Nicki Minaj anymore. Sorry, that was somebody. <laughs> that was somebody at the concert, and they—that's why they said sis sang it with her chest too. Um, okay. Um, let's see who wore it best. Phaedra and her man's out here looking picture. Par- so I guess Phaedra Parks has a new man. He looks like Apollo. Have you seen this nigga? Yeah, I have. He literally looks just like Apollo. <laughs> I thought it was Apollo. That's why I was like, oh, they back together. But apparently he got a new bitch. So and the fact that he's still in prison. So, you know. I watched Love After Lockup. So, you know, they be... You know, it's also, it's your man's birthday, Rob Kardashian. I always said I would give Rob a chance. This is not me shading you, but I'm starting to notice a pattern here of broken bird types. 
you can't save everyone 2019. <laughs> what am I trying to save? We decided that we're not going to put our business out there on this podcast. <laughs> so, conversation with now? No. Oh my God, no. No. Oh, okay. Yes. Kindle's boo, if you're listening, that was not directed towards you. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, but Rob Kardashian is 100% a broken bird. You know that. I know that. <laughs> I okay, so a broken bird is not someone who necessarily has baggage or issues. I feel like I need to clarify this because I don't want people to be like, that bitch, I'm realistic. She thinks I'm ready. Perfect. No, I have baggage. Everyone has baggage. However, my baggage is intentional and I like to carry light. Like, I'm a person who likes to work through things and not necessarily hold on to shit and like let it carry into everything else. And I think that Rob Kardashian. I don't know his life, but from what I saw on the show, I could, I know that his father's death has affected him and has impacted him in some way. It's something that he would talk about often. And I feel like his relationship with his sisters and him, like not necessarily adjusting to fame in the way that they did kind of create some things too. And it's manifested in his life in different ways. Like he gained weight. He ended up with black China. That's no shade. I'm just saying it was random. That reality show happened. And it's like, you know, if some if people like took a step back sometimes and like really tried to figure out what was wrong, like I remember he would try to make positive strides. Like he had the baby, he was happy, he was trying to lose weight. Are you still fucking bitches? Yes or no? And then I say that all the time. I say it at work. Someone one day at work was like, "Does anyone have a rhetorical question, like an example?" And I was like, "Are you still fucking oh bitches? Yes or no?" And they were like, "Yeah." uh anyway i'm surprised i haven't been fired yet um anyways but yeah so i'm just that was my psychoanalysis of rob kardashian from a very 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 third party perspective but i don't know i think people sometimes like intentionally hold on to things not even because it gets them attention but because they really don't believe in the power of their tongue or the power of their own actions to pull themselves out of some shit I, okay, so clarify. I liked Rob Kardashian when the show first started. I yes. He was, like, very handsome. I still don't think Rob is an unhandsome guy, but I could see what you mean. Like, does Rob's situation, would that be attractive to someone that has no children and doesn't need all of that? Honestly, probably not. That's no, nothing against him, but like, you know, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I think too, like you can, you can truly love people from a distance. And I feel like if I got with Rob Kardashian, I would always feel guilty if I wanted to break up with him (laughs) because I feel like something would always be going on, you know? And and it's just like, see, but I got to focus on me. Yeah, that's true. Honestly, that is, that's a really good point. I feel like I could, I feel like I would take on that guilt too. Yeah, because I know how I am. Like, you know, I'm stupid over all types of niggas. So it's funny because it reminds me of that meme where it's like, girl, don't ask me for relationship advice. I be getting played too. It's like, yeah. Dating is hard. It's something I recently gotten into um, after a sabbatical. Um, And, you know, I respect people that keep putting themselves out there because you're constantly at the 
you're constantly asking someone else to say that you're okay in a weird kind of way. Like, am I okay enough? Like, mm-hmm. and not maybe that you're seeking their validation, but you, in a way, you kind of are. And for people that constantly do it and face that rejection of like, nope, I don't like you. I'm like, well, okay, you're lost. Someone else will. Like, I respect that. I take it more personal, and I don't think I could keep doing it if I kept getting rejected. Um, I so I've had a really weird like spectrum of what dating is so I've done the so obviously and I'm sure you too but like I feel like I first started getting like attraction towards people like in middle school so like having a crush on someone and acknowledging that and like sharing that with someone is not easy especially when you're young but I tried it I tried to be like someone who was a little bit more forward and honestly I based this is so funny. I based my dating philosophy off Ashley Simpson, which in retrospect, I guess worked out because she's with Evan I Ross now. But the, TV, the MTV show. It, I was in the sixth grade. Sorry, I leaned into the mic when I said that. Ashley Simpson. Let me tell you I something. Love that I was. Show. I, just- I loved Ashley Simpson until she did that thing on SNL where she was like, <laughs> she was square dance. I was doing that at work. We were literally talking about that at work a couple weeks ago, but. Anyways, she had done this interview because this is around the time like her reality show was out. She had just dyed her hair black. She was like, fuck y'all. I'm rocker. I'm alternative. I wear eyeliner. And um, she had said that she is very forward with men and that she doesn't like to hold back. Like she's like, either you tell me or you don't. Like either you like me or you don't. And I was like, wow, that's such a cool attitude because I've always felt like this is why I relate to Janelle Monae, but when she's always like, you know, I always knew I was the shit. Like I've always thought that about myself. Like I've always known that like, I'm a good looking person. I have a lot to offer, like whatever, whatever. I have a pretty like high confidence. And then um, I don't know why I would have to like keep it to myself, I guess. Like if I found someone attractive, if I wanted to hang out with somebody, I guess I was just like, well, why would I not tell that person? So I kind of went through that for a while. And then I was more of the person who was being chased when I got older. And now I went back to more of like a being more forward with things, but sometimes I get a little overbearing or at least I know that about myself. So that's been interesting to work through. So dating is hard. I don't know like the dial, like how, like where to adjust it. Cause everyone is just so different. I, I don't know. I don't know how I've managed to, I don't know. I guess I just, I never know. Are you too interested? Are you not like, Everyone always has this advice on how you're supposed to do it. And it overwhelms me because it's like, Oh, wait till you get married. If you do. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, like my boyfriend and I have an argument and then everyone's like, well, you should say this. Cause you, I feel like sometimes you ask people cause it's like they have lived through that experience. So you're seeking their advice and counsel. It doesn't mean you'll follow it, but you have more experience. Maybe I should stop asking them. Like, oh, well you should do this. So then I feel like I do that. But then I feel guilty and it's just like, well, what do you want to do? Or am I being a pushover? Am I not like standing up for myself? I just don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I think that's the, that's the beauty of being an adult though. Like I think our generation, you see all these people who are like adulting is hard and dating is hard and all these things are hard. And I think our generation was very used to our parents, like kind of holding our hands through things that now when we're at the point when you're not living with your parents anymore or you're working full time or you're in school or you're doing these things that are like this adult realm, you find yourself like not able to figure it out. Like, wait, but 
but I don't like what I do for a living and I'm stressed out, but I can't quit my job because I have a bills like, cause I have bills. Like, how do I deal with that? And I think with dating too, like I never really sat down with my mom and just talked about my emotions or how to like have a successful relationship. Like those things weren't conversations we had. So I think now that I'm like trying to ask for advice in reverse, like after I've already done things like, okay, well, how would you have handled it? And then she tells me or someone else tells me and most of the time this is no shade to anyone but like I don't even agree with how they handle their relationships so then they're giving me advice and it's just kind of like thanks but I think it also kind of invites people into what you've got going on as well which can be a slippery slope can are you frozen or are you just sitting still still. I guess like for example um my the guy that I'm dating we um had a brief sabbatical um, to me, that is your word today. Is my word today. I think it, it's fitting. Um, and so mm-hmm. we took a break or whatever. Um, and I, I definitely told people not because I was because I was hurt about it, not because I was angry. I was just hurt and I was sad. Um, we we worked things out, but like he had asked me the other night, he was like, "Let's hang out." And I was kind of like, no, like, it's late. But I hadn't seen him in a while. Like, I hadn't seen him in, like, a week. And I didn't really know if I'd see him this week or whatever. So I was like, he's like, come on, like, please. He kept, like, asking and asking. And I was just like, okay, like, why not? Like, I'm not doing anything. Like, let's hang out. I did go out late, but it's because I was doing things before then. So we hang out, like, all night. We just, like, have dinner, talk, like, sleep or whatever. No big deal. Well, when I get home, um, my parents were like, you should have said no. Like, you should have, like, you know, um, really, like, not been too available to him. Because, you know, he's, and I'm just like, should I not have? Like, should I, but I, I kind of wanted to go to dinner. And, like, he asked me several times and was so excited to see me. And, like, and so now I'm feeling guilty. Like, I shouldn't have hung out. I should, shouldn't have hung out with him. And so now we're having this conversation about it And he's just like, what's the problem? But it's like, am I being too available? Um, the advice is I think, sorry, go ahead. I mean, it's already done. I was going to say, it sounds like a seed was planted, like a seed of thought that you weren't even thinking about. And now you're kind of running with it. And your parents' opinion is at the center of your decision. That's what it sounds like. I agree. And that's why I think sometimes, I I don't, I mean, like I look at my parents and they're, they're happily married. Like they have a successful relationship, you know, and I, I've never had a boyfriend like really. And so I'm like, okay, like I seek your guidance because you're still together after all these years. Like obviously, you know, something's working, but I don't know when it's just like, you know what? I think that's great, but I, I wanted to hang out with him. So that was on me. And I think the more you follow your own path and the more like you trust your gut instincts and trust your heart. I know it's so cliche to say like, trust your gut, but seriously, like the more you walk in a way that you want to walk and you feel like you're making decisions that make you happy. I don't see this. What's wrong with that? You know, if this person is not causing you like any danger or things like that, I don't know. I think people sometimes like get their panties in a bunch. This is not saying like your parents are like that. Um, but I think sometimes, like, it's easy for people to just be like, well, no, you shouldn't do that. Like, you should have done it this way. Or, like, you shouldn't be with this person. But I think it takes a lot of maturity to, like, acknowledge what went wrong and 
forgive one another for it and like try to move forward. I don't think there's anything like beneficial for staying angry or staying like apart from somebody when you want to be with them. So would you have hung out with the guy if he asked you like multiple times? Kendall, I've been sending nudes all week. Okay. I was just asking. (laughs) So the answer is yes. I probably would have been at their house before the text was uh, sent, but I'm working on my thirst in 2019. Yeah, I just... I'm just being honest. Like like future. I'm just being honest. I... Yeah, I mean, I already did. I made that decision. Like, we got dinner. And the thing is... Yeah, I mean, shit. And if anything, a bitch like a free meal. You know what's crazy? I ended up not even eating. Okay. It was like midnight. <laughs> Where'd I go? No, Waffle House? We, well, he wanted ramen. I wanted waffles or want pancakes, but, you know, he really wanted ramen or whatever. I, I couldn't eat anything there, which is, you know, fine. Like, I just didn't eat. So, I, like I said, I don't need to eat that late at night anyway. Okay. You know, I thoroughly enjoy um, ramen, so I probably would have tore that up. The one place, there's this one place we really like that I can get something. The place we went to yesterday only had like five items on their menu, and I couldn't eat most of it just because like I don't eat pork or like things like that. So I was like, I'm not going to waste the money and be like, I don't want any of this. You know, and I really wasn't that hungry. Mm -hmm. I just kind of was like, you know. I love that there was a ramen place still open, too. I didn't realize that, like, you guys have restaurants that are open super late. Is it, like, like kind of a New York feel or no? It's in the city. So, like, out in the sub- suburbs where I um, live or reside, no, they are definitely closed. But as you get into the city on, like, the bar areas, you know, they're play- I mean, people like to eat after they're like, out drinking. It was still open, like, mm-hmm. very busy. It looked good. I just didn't have to. Well, um, I feel like this was a really good place to stop maybe since we're at 42 minutes and I'll probably edit this part out. Um, but I think we should like do our closing now. So like, I don't know if we have anything coming up this week um, or, Ooh, us comes out this weekend. The oh, new yeah. Jordan Peele film. My sister and I are going to see it. Are you going I'm, to see I'm it? I'm trying to get um, the boyfriend. I guess that's what you would call him. I don't know. Please don't say the boyfriend. I'm sorry. Okay. It triggered me. This girl that I used to work with at Shoney's used to do that. And I know she wasn't happy. Okay. Well, we can edit that out. She'd be like, just waiting on the boyfriend to come pick me up from work. But like, he would be in her car and like an hour late. And I'm like, oh, you're not okay. happy. Well, <laughs> we can definitely edit that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I well, I might see it. I didn't see the first one until much later. Get out. Um. So I kind of want to see it. I just don't want to see it by myself because I kind of scaredy of Chicken George. Oh, girl, it's gonna be scary as hell. I already told Jasmine. I'm like, see, I might have to take some Subway with me. Like Subway. Just something to distract me, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to bring Subway. (laughs) I'm actually, I'm so like classic when it comes to movies. I just love like popcorn and fountain Coke. Always good. 
But I know it's going to be super busy that weekend. So I want to like, I think I want to see it twice. I kind of want to see it like once during like a matinee time so I can actually see the film and like, can like, you know, be nerdy about it. But then I want to see it when I'm like drunk. So like, <laughs> and like at a theater that it's like predominantly black, I might go to the one that's over here by like Applebee's and like go to Applebee's first and then go to the movies. I think it would just be like a good ass black ass time. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to talk about it. Um, your thoughts on the movie. Um, I'm excited. Me too. Yeah. And I think this week coming up, looking forward to anything, honestly, um, I think I'm, nope, that's next week. Yeah. I don't really have much going on this week. I'm going to start back in the gym tomorrow going really hard, which is scary for me, but we're going to see. We're going to see. Yeah, I think the hardest part is showing up. So I'm just like, as long as I can get there and do something, mm-hmm. you know, we're just moving the needle. Um, but I do have goals that I want to like accomplish for my body. So, you know, we gonna work on those. You got it. I, I believe in you. Thank you. Well, uh, I guess that'll be all for our first episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, follow us on Instagram at unfriendly black pod. That's unfriendly black B L A C K pod B P O D. Um, no spaces, no underscores. And from there, you'll be able to find my Instagram. I'm sure when Kendall gets an Instagram, we'll add hers too. (laughs) But until then, um, y'all have a good rest of your week. Thanks for listening. Bye.